0: well we're just going to go ahead and get started so my name is janelle shelton and this session is basically an introduction for how to use care portal as a tool to enhance or get started with a vulnerable kids ministry in your church so um, along with me today i have terry devoe she's kind of gonna be helping with tech stuff and i have kelly flynn And we have all been involved with Care Portal for varying amounts of time. And we've done just about everything from the ground level up to much higher level. So any questions are fair game at the end. So we'll be ready. (laughs) We're going to start with a basic introduction of what Care Portal is. It is a connective technology platform. Sorry,
1: somebody just walked in with a...
0: A baby. And, uh, Terry's losing her mind. mind. So anyone yes. who is hearing this recording later, Terry is adore- fawning over a baby right now. <laughs> so Care Portal is a connective technology platform that basically brings the needs of kids and families who are in need of help to people who are able Sorry. to give help. And uh, we work by partnering together with what we refer to as requesting agencies. So child serving professionals, people who are already working with vulnerable kids and families Um, in Ohio, that often looks like the Ohio Department of Job and Family Services with Children's Protective Services. Um, It could also look like a local school system. It could look like a crisis pregnancy center. It could look like a nonprofit mentoring center. If you have um, access, you have professionals who are working with kids and families, and they recognize the need that they don't have the means to help, Care Portal connects them to churches that says, we want to minister to hurting families in our community. We are here to help. And so the connection happens through the technology platform. So we're going to try to share a video here. This is just our how it works video. Um, If you go to careportal.org, you can see this anytime you want. Uh, But this is just a little bit of an overview of how it actually comes together. 4,000,000
2: children teeter on the brink of entering foster care. And more than 400,000 are in foster care. Most of them for preventable reasons. The foster care system impacts more than you can imagine. 50% of the homeless, 60% of girls and women rescued from sex trafficking raids, and 75% of those incarcerated spent time in foster care. The foster care system is ground zero. The place where our efforts will have the absolute greatest impact in our communities. And here is the good news. So many of you care about these issues. Churches and agencies and businesses, community leaders all wanna help. What we're missing is connection. The chance to collaborate and put our networks and resources together. Care Portal uses technology to make real-time care connections for kids and families in crisis. This platform helps us make the most vulnerable children our priority, which makes them the single most powerful source for uniting and healing our communities as we serve together. Here's how it works. Case workers with child serving agencies encounter needs of children in crisis every day. They enter vetted needs into care portal, which immediately makes local churches and community members who've joined the network aware, giving them a real-time opportunity to respond. This platform is designed to equip the local church to be at the point of care for these children and families in need, and it allows for the entire community to work together on any request. So whether it's one church that responds or a community of churches and businesses and individuals working together, Care Portal makes vital connections possible through an easy-to-use platform at your fingertips.
0: So many of our children and families in child welfare are isolated. They don't have a support system. Care Portal can provide not only the physical needs for the children and family, but can also provide a support system. And relationships.
2: I look at the Care Portal as a platform for us to be able to do ministry uh, across denomination lines, across racial lines, across social economic lines. And the mission field is in our backyard. Sometimes, connection means meeting one need at just the right moment. At other times, connection starts life changing relationships. When you join Care Portal. You are saying yes to connections that change lives, transform communities, and can reverse the foster care crisis in our nation. That yes makes children the priority because every child matters, and what you do matters. Children have the power to change us.
0: So that is essentially what Care Portal is and gives you a broad idea of how it works. So how in the world do we bring that to your local church and how do we get your local church involved? And what does it look like in Ohio? Right. So those are kind of questions that we're going to talk about today. My position is as the area director for Care Portal for the state of Ohio and some other states. And I actually live here in Ohio. This is where we started. Actually, I live in Pickerington, so on the other side of Columbus. Um, But we got started because I heard a vision just like this one and thought, I know the right people that I think we could probably get this thing started and bring it to my community. So I'm gonna talk just a minute real quick about where Care Portal originated, how it got started, and we'll just kind of walk through some of the big picture things, and then we'll, we'll have plenty of time for questions. So Care Portal is a ministry initiative of a 501c3 Christian nonprofit based out of Kansas City, Missouri, that's called Global Orphan Project. And Go Project was doing orphan care around the world for over a decade before we ever came to the U.S. And everywhere where we go... Everything that we do is church-led, it's pastor-led, it's local, it's based on your context, on your local needs. So in India, that's an HIV clinic. In the Middle East, we're working with refugees, as you would imagine. In Africa, we have safe homes and we have schools. In Haiti, we have an apparel academy or a, a transitions academy and an apparel company so that we are breaking the orphan cycle through commerce. Lots of things. They all look different everywhere we are our founder about mm, seven or eight years ago was flying maybe longer than that actually from kansas city missouri to haiti and clearly felt the holy spirit say to him why are you flying over kids to get to kids?" and realized we have a crisis in america too we just don't call them orphans right that's not a politically correct term and sometimes our vulnerable kids are hidden. They're hidden behind systems. And it's always been the church's responsibility to care for vulnerable kids and families. We know that. It's all over the scriptures. James twenty-seven, Isaiah one seventeen, uh, Lots of places where we are commanded to care for orphans and widows and, and families who are in distress. How do we do that? How do we know who they are? The other thing the church has done in America was we sort of abdicated that role to the government and stepped back out of it several decades ago. And so now how do we partner together with people who are serving? Because we all know government is not a substitute for family. And they can't solve the foster care crisis on their own. And so we need to humbly come back and say, how can we work together? God assigned this task to us. How can we work with you to serve kids and families in our neighborhoods? Missions don't have to be overseas. They can actually be right down the block. And so when we talk about Care Portal, we do it through a lens that we call the circles of care. All Global Orphan Project ministry comes through this filter, the circles of care. We have been specifically called to care for vulnerable kids and families and to mobilize the church of Christ to get up and serve. We are interdenominational. Um, We are now in 24 States and we're also in a Canadian province or two. um, And we are growing, but there are a lot of things that we have learned along the way. And we hold, True to a few fundamentals that are absolutely not negotiables for us. So at the center of every request is a child in crisis. In our circles of care, you see a little figure there in the center in the bullseye of the target. We refer to that as Stanley. Um, That actually does. Stanley is a real child from Haiti. We won't go into his story today. But Stanley represents every child in crisis everywhere. That's the heart of what we do. We know the best support for Stanley is a loving, nurturing family wrapped around him. And we know and we believe that the church is the next best support. So the best support for the family is a local church doing the same thing, wrapping around, loving, nurturing that family as they are caring for Stanley in the middle. And then that outer ring is for the community at large. There are lots of ways that the community can be involved. Agencies, nonprofits, other charities, um, schools businesses, lots of ways for everyone to care for Stanley at the center of care. But it is fundamental to us that the church remains in the center. We're not gonna let go of that again. (laughs) We are here to be at the point of care for Stanley and for families. And so the way that it works is something like this. You have a caseworker who's working with a family, and they come across a need that they're not able to meet. So in Ohio, what's the most common need? Beds. Grandma and grandpa would take in their grandchildren while mom or dad struggle through an issue, but they don't have beds, and they need beds to be a safe home. Can we do that? Yes, we sure can. Can the government do it? Nope. Their funding is limited to the amount of things that they're able to do. So caseworker goes into careportal.org, types in a request, explains what's needed, why and how it will help. And then our system sends it to the closest churches and those churches have an opportunity to help. If they're not able to help within seven days, we're going to escalate it to the next closest churches, right? We're going to give another opportunity. Uh, When someone from your local church receives the need, every church, we're going to ask to have what we call a team leader, Or a point person. They receive the request. They share it with their congregation, however they deem fit. Some people just forward the emails. Some people use our technology actually has a much more sophisticated way of doing that. And so some people just let the technology run itself. Uh, Some people post it on social media. We have a share button. So if you have... Um, life groups that maybe have their own social media page you can share this to your small group ministries or to your church's page so requests are not going to share any confidential or identifying information about families they're just going to share what's needed and the zip code where the family resides when your church is able to respond and they say yep actually i have a bed that we don't need anymore that's in in a guest room and you are welcome to it the point person or team leader or even the individual themselves can hit the res- a respond button that's actually in the email itself, goes back to the caseworker who gives us the information to go connect with the family. Now, because you're in Ohio, you get my little lecture. In Ohio, we do not deliver goods to families. Delivery is a curse word here. Um, what we do is we connect with families. We are not Amazon. It is not our desire to drop all the stuff you need on your porch and run away. That's not the goal. The goal is actually to bring Jesus into the living room with us. These people are not knocking on our doors, but they will let us knock on theirs. (laughs) Now, they are not obligated to us. They're not obligated to sit through a gospel presentation. They are not obligated to go to church. Some of them have even asked, do I have to tithe if I get a bed from this church? No. (laughs) Let me tell you what else they're not required to do. Be nice. Sometimes they're not. They're not required to open the door. Sometimes they don't. Um, But sometimes we hit fertile soil and the Holy Spirit has gone ahead of us. Sometimes we're seed planting and we may not get to reap the harvest that day. And that might be someone else's to gather in 20 years. But sometimes we walk into a situation in a living room where a family is just waiting connection. They're waiting for community. The caseworker's job is not actually to be ongoing community support forever for a family. They want a family to be stable and healthy and self-sufficient and independent, not in need of their services. A teacher's goal is for a child to finish that year out and graduate, right? Promote them up to the next level so that eventually they can be independent and they can be self-sufficient. Same thing. The church's goal is to be there forever. We are your ongoing community support. If you have another need, you can call your local church. And this is just a way to start that relationship with families. So again, needs are vetted by caseworkers. We know their legitimate needs because it's a caseworker, it's a child-serving professional, it's a social worker at a school. It's It could be a lot of people, right, who are working with families. They have verified that a need exists They recognize Care Portal could help. They make the request on behalf of the family, and then you get to meet them. That's really how it works. So, um, Tara, if you'll just show the grid, every Care Portal request is going to follow under a heading into one of these buckets across the child welfare system. We have lots and lots of data. It's updated every single day. You can see exactly how many kids have been served and the economic impact for the country, our state, your county, all the way down to your local church. Um, we're not going to go deep into that, but this is kind of our visual that we use to encapsulate what it is that we do. So we work across the scope of child welfare, everything from prevention, what would it take to stabilize or empower a family so that their children don't have to go into foster care a little more than half our requests are in that space. It's supporting grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles and coaches and teachers and bus drivers and people who are saying, yes, I will take a child into my home so they don't have to go into foster care. Uh, it's it's a lot of that, um, and it's usually diapers, it's dressers, it's beds, it's you know things like that that are tangible needs. Or prevention might be mom just doesn't have a sufficient income, and so generational poverty appears to be neglect, and there's just something she just can't do. Maybe she can't get rid of bed bugs because she can't afford it. Um, maybe she can't get rid of the lice. Maybe she's fallen behind on her rent bill. And maybe it's actually up for a legitimate reason. Um, there are times where children don't actually need to go in foster care. Parents just need some resources and the church can be there to help with that. So let me give you a story about that. We had a grandma. This was an amazing story. This was two months in to care portal getting started in Fairfield County. So February, 2016, um, we got a request on a Wednesday for a grandma who had adopted her grandson. He was now six. He had lived with her his whole life. She'd been living in the same apartment complex for 10 years. She was on a disability income. She was doing just fine. And then she got sick. She had to have surgery. There were complications. She was hospitalized for an extended period of time. And her grandson had to have child care that he never has. And she went through what savings she had. Providing for him fell behind on her rent. The landlord would not work with that and they were going to evict her. And so she came to the Ohio Department of Job and Family Services, Children's Protective Services in Fairfield County. And basically, she told them, I'm going to be evicted in three days. I am looking for homeless shelters for me. I don't want my six year old grandson in a homeless shelter. I have told him I'm going to put him in foster care because at least he'll be safe there and I'll get it together and I'll come back for him. And so the county called the landlord and said, we'll pay this bill. We will do this. And the landlord said, no, I will not wait as long as it takes for a government check. I'm not going to do it. And so the request was for something like eleven hundred dollars. And it was on a Wednesday and we had about 72 hours to get it filled or she was out. And so I actually went to my own church that night. Um, I'm, I'm a singer. So I was in our, I went to choir practice only so I could advocate for grandma. (laughs) So we get to the end and they're taking prayer requests and I'm like, finally, And I was like, guys, listen, this is a situation. There is no need for this. This is absurd. She hasn't done anything wrong. And I basically said, I don't need a thousand dollar check from one person. I need 50 people to hand me $20 and I need it now. And people started handing me money and people from other churches started sending in money. And Terry's husband actually got to go uh, deal with that landlord and walk in. And I told him to feel like a superhero that day because he was administering some justice, which he's way too humble to actually walk in with an attitude. It would have been pretty funny if he did. But I got to have the conversation with the caseworker who was sitting in the office and she said, what do I do? What do I tell grandma? And I said, you tell grandma not to pack a single box. The church got this. And that was a child who did not have to go into care. Grandma has never needed care portal again. She just had one time where she had an issue. Now, not all the stories are that big. They're not all that dramatic. Um, some, some of the other things that we we work with uh, bi- biological families to help strengthen and support them. We work with families who are getting ready to reunify. Mom or dad have worked a really hard road. If they're getting their kids back, they've been putting in some work and that deserves to be celebrated, but they're still going to have some struggles. And so if a local church is there to walk with them, that's a beautiful thing. And so a lot of times that looks like helping provide the missing furniture or appliances that are necessary for a house to be safe and suitable to return a child home to. Uh, we work with adoptive parents who sometimes we have to help cross just the last few hurdles to get through the home study. We don't have a, we don't see a lot of that, but we do work with adoptive and foster families. Maybe you have a foster family who is ready to have two children come into their home and they're prepared for that. And they get a call and they say, we have a sibling set of five and they opened their home to the sibling set of five, but they weren't ready for that. <laughs> or maybe you have a foster child who comes into your home three weeks before a field trip to Gettysburg, and everybody else in the school has gotten a fundraise except your kiddo, and you just can't afford to write that giant check. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> that was fun. Um, there was no reason that child shouldn't have gotten to go on a field trip. Um, we work with kids who are aging out of care. If you think about what it takes to move your own child into their first college dorm room or into their first apartment. It's a lot. And these kids don't have a lot of supports around them. And so they need a lot of stuff, but they also need people who can talk to them about, hey, here's how you balance a checkbook. And let me help you navigate your relationships. Or, you know, what does your work prospects look like? Do you want to job shadow me? You know, there's all kinds of opportunities to work with kids and families in crisis all across the spectrum. We do have three tiers. Tier one is where most people start. That is basic goods and services, most of the things that I've described. Tier two is more relational, tutoring, mentoring, babysitting, child care, transportation. Uh, that takes more background checks. That takes more cooperation with your requesting agency partner. We can do that. It takes more time. Tier three is your families who are willing to open their home they're willing to be a safe family they're willing to be a host family they're willing to be a respite provider or a foster family or an adoptive family anyone there we want to support them too and our technology allows for all of that so enough talking about technology Um, terry can show you what all the purpose statements look like you could just glance at those they're not super exciting they that's just what they are Um, and then i'm going to ask her to actually go to careportal.org and she is going to show you a couple things because this is where all the magic happens is through the website, right? Um, so when you go to careportal.org, there are a couple of things that you can do. You can search open requests. There's more than one way to do this, but I'm going to have her show you the easiest way. And we're going to show you a live request. I think actually one from my county that came in yesterday. So you can search by zip code, Um, you can search by county, you can just search by, uh, you can actually say, maybe you're getting rid of a couch because you're updating your own. You could actually go in and search for a request for couches in your area and see if there's anything. Um, And if it takes her a minute, that's okay. But um, this is where you can just go and see a listing of what is available in your neighborhood. What needs to be met. Now, if you're a local church, you don't have to search them this way, but as an individual who hasn't signed up, uh, this is where you go. This is where you get started and where you see what's happening. This is also where you go if you want to enroll your business, to be a champion, to help meet and fund some of these needs. Now, remember we talked about the circles of care and the church remaining at the point of care. If a local business wants to get involved, yay! We want them to get involved. We want them to give us their stuff so we can do the work. Right. So we're going to partner with local churches who say, I am in the neighborhood. And if there's a need in my neighborhood and resources are available, I raise my hand, pick me, pick me. I want to go minister to the families in my own neighborhood. And so our platform allows us to do that. Financial contributions can be made through the platform, which are then placed. 100% of that donation is placed on a Care Portal prepaid debit card that's held by our connecting church. And they can go spend the money to do what they need to do. If they have leftover money, they could do something extra special for the family, right? Or meet another need. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I think I got it. All right, so. So you,
1: guys do this one. so you can see here, she talked about the purpose statements, right? So this one is going to strengthen a biofamily. And when we partner with the agencies, we give them pretty specific training on why these are important and how they're they're entered in the system. So they give us the narrative, right? So this one says the request is kind of small. It's gonna help a six month old baby boy living with his mama. Protective services was involved after mom admitted to methamphetamine use early in her pregnancy before she found out she was pregnant. Both mom and baby did test positive for illegal substances at birth and legal. Mom has struggled with her substance use for several years but she wanted nothing more than to be a mother and had thought she was unable to have children. Due to mom being homeless and not having a place to go upon release, baby boy went to foster care and protective services obtained custody. Mom has been engaged in all case plan services and working hard to get baby boy back into her home on October 26 to 2021. I think she meant 2020 here. He was placed back into mom's home. Mom's living with a friend from high school and has recently moved into her own place in Lancaster and is still fully engaged in services. She's wanting some items for her new apartment because she did not have much. No special needs for the child. The agency has helped with security deposit, utilities, gas vouchers, clothing voucher, purchase of his birth certificate and diapers. Another provider is helping with some basic furniture. Mom is requesting bath towels, washcloths, pots and pans, cups, silverware dishes, utensils, baking sheets, kitchen towels, and a pitcher. Mom has requested that where possible items not be blue. Okay, so here's our request. (laughs) I'll unpack that that because that's important. So let me unpack that. The agency has done a great job telling me what they've already done, right? So I know as a church responder, I'm not just providing all the things this family needs. The agency worker, she's done her part, right? The mom has done her part, right? She's obtained some things too, but there's there's still a gap there that needs filled. And so no special needs for the baby. Um, the items might not that might not be blue, that's probably a trauma trigger for this mom, right? If she has substance issues, we know that there's probably mental health and trauma issues in her life. Maybe when she was a child... Her mom liked to use a blue pan to hit her with would you want blue things in your house too probably not right and so that to me as a church responder is one of the beautiful pieces of this not only can i okay maybe i have some extra things in my in my kitchen that i'm getting rid of what if i actually sacrificed? what if i use some of that stimulus that i don't really need and went and bought these things brand new for this mama and when i delivered it to her i said you know what you're worth it you're worth these new items and you're worth me understanding that blue is not your favorite color, so I got you green or red or pink or whatever it was, right? That simple, simple, simple gesture says more to her than any sermon you could probably preach in your life, right? That's what Jesus has truly called us to do is come alongside and see those people where they are, and so that's a beautiful opportunity. I love that the caseworker has given us that just tidbit, right? We've done that with a little guy who loved, Was it Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Okay. And so we went crazy. (laughs) And cars. Mickey Mouse bedding. I think we found a Mickey Mouse race Race car car bedding. Yeah, it was adorable. For this little guy whose life had just been turned upside down, right? Isn't it worth it that we just give him that little bit of piece of, you're worth this, right? Because that's what Jesus said to us. We're Worth every bit of his sacrifice, right? So just something to keep in mind. So that's our open request. So you could literally right now. Click this. I'm not going to click it because it will trigger the
0: system. <laughs> the, so the this button, for it. anyone who's listening to this, this button says, yes, I can help.
1: Yes. So it's an orange button. Yes, I can help. Right. And then so when you way, click I that, sorry. This See? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just waiting. On Kelly's that. church is on it. Okay. okay. got it. <laughs> we right. got it.
0: <laughs> Do not hit yes, I can so help. Let's <laughs> say, I <don't> <laughs> no, I Pick another request. No. <laughs> so let's say,
1: I'm like, you know what? I just saw a sale on baking bakeware at Kohl's and I'm going to get that. I could just click that box and just provide that part of the need. Or I could say, like Kelly's church, no, well, we're gonna take care of all of it. And right? So if I click just that bakeware set, then that's letting the caseworker and all of our other partner churches know, oh, the bakeware is covered. Then I could reach out and say, hey, I see that you got the bakeware. Why don't I come alongside and get the cups and bowls, right? And so not only are we then connecting with families and caseworkers, I'm connecting with the church down the road that I didn't even know existed. And I didn't know what ministries they had because, right, we're so siloed. But I get to meet Viola Baptist down the road and they're like, oh yeah, we've got this, min- we've got a food pantry and we have a furniture ministry and we have a, right? So then we're like, oh, well, we don't need to recreate the food pantry because Viola Baptist is already doing a great job. What are the other gaps in my community, right? So it's also bridging those, those denominational lines like we talked about and racial lines. So you could click on that and do that. Um, Did you already, I feel like you touched on connecting churches where you could fund this. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Um, And then you'll see a couple other little buttons right here. Follow. So let's say I can't meet this request right now. Let's say it's a season in my church, in my life. I'm just not able to do it. But man, this moment is tugging at my heart. I really kind of want to know what happens. Or maybe I can't today. But what if this need hasn't been met next week? Let me follow this and see if anybody else responds, and then if they haven't, then I'll step forward. So you can just click follow, and it'll notify you as the requests start to co- or as the responses start to come in. So then I would know. Oh, okay, Violet well, Baxter has responded, then I don't need to make other arrangements to do that. Uh, pray is the most important one, right? Again, say it's not the season. Say you have an older congregation. You're like, oh man, we just we can't do anything. Y'all can pray for this family. We know that's the most powerful, important tool that we have, right?
0: Tell them about then, Nancy since you're on a roll here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Nancy is at our church, right? She's an older, sing, uh, I think she's a single woman, right? Has a heart for these families. She can't lift a bed. She can't finance all these needs. But, man, she writes the most beautiful prayers I have ever heard in my life. And so that's what she does. When the request comes in, she types up a prayer and she shares it with all of us. And she pray and she prays and she has a prayer team that's around her and that is how they have stepped into this space of caring for normal families they can't open their home they can't provide but that is where they found
0: and God their has space. blessed Bless. us immensely yes. since we had a prayer team
1: yeah and then the share button so I'll just click on that because it'll you can share it to all your little fancy social media. The Pinterest one makes me laugh. I need to have a conversation. I'm like, who would share this to Pinterest? Like, I need recipes, not requests. So, um, But you can share it however your church network does, right? So you can hit a text, you can email, you can tweet it, or you can share it on Facebook. Because, again, there is no confidential information in any of this that's going to go out to families. And, again, anyone can see all of these requests at any time, right? So you could go on right now, uh, and we could find requests in California and see, you know, if you have – Friends at a church in California could say, hey, church, there's a need right down the street from you. Why don't you, you know, see about meeting that? So
0: Yeah, we just had a a need met from a family in Texas. We just met one in Ohio because of this technology. So it's pretty fun. Um, So uh, just a couple quick stories and then we'll take some questions. Um, And one other thing that I just want you to know, as the area director for Ohio, I get to work with agency partners and help train them. I get to work with churches who maybe already have a network of churches that are working together in a community and they want to use this tool to do what they do even better. I get to work with those people. And I'm just here to tell you the state of Ohio wants Care Portal everywhere. And we're in a lot of high level conversations with high government people who recognize the need, but they can't get a local church. They'll never be able to do it. That's our job, right? (laughs) So we are honored to be a part of it. If you want to become a part of this, um, we've handed out Terry's card. We've handed out my card. We've handed out some flyers. Reach out to us. So if you're listening to this recording, you can get me at Janelle, which is J-A-N-E-L-L-E at careportal.org. Or to get a faster response, you might want to go terry at careportal.org. And she is T-E-R-I, terry at careportal.org. And she will get in touch with you. Or we also have Kelly here who would be happy to help get your church started. She is Kelly, K E L L Y F, for Kelly Flynn at careportal.org. Um, so that's the end of the PSA. I'm going to tell you a couple of quick stories. So, Terry had a request that we received for a double stroller in our county. Again, this was a very simple request. Uh, mom and dad were a little bit lower functioning and the caseworkers were working with them, trying to keep these kids at home and develop a safety plan around their parents. But there were these reports that the kid was running into the street and that's dangerous. And when they dug into that, actually what it was, was mama had a six month old and a two year old and she was walking to the store. And so, yeah, she's carrying baby and guess what two year old does? What every two-year-old ever does, right? Pulls out of your hand and goes bolting in the wrong direction. And so the it was really simple. Mom said, if I had a double stroller, this would not be a problem. I could strap them both in. I could walk to the store. I could bring my groceries home. Everything would be Okay. And so Terry actually posted that on Facebook, just that little story. And within minutes, people from all over the community were giving her double and triple strollers. It's really simple. People want to help. They just want to be able to do it in a safe way. They want to know how. They want to know that it's a real need and that it's going to matter. And on the flip side of it, I have churches ask me, and so I'm just going to ask the hard question for you. So none of you has to be the person who asks this. How is Caris portal more than just transactional? How is this not toxic charity? Oh, so glad you asked. Um, So in a transactional toxic charity kind of thing, I have all the power as the giver. I hand you an item. I check the box and I am done. That's it. In Care Portal, that's not our posture at all. We're walking into your life, recognizing that you are on a journey and I get to be a supporting cast member because God is writing your story and he's involving me for a minute or for a season or for the rest of your life. I don't know yet, but I get to come in and honor you and celebrate you. And yes, I happen to have an item or a service that I can provide to assist you, but I'm really here to meet you, to cheer you on, to be a part of that. And if you're open to relationship, so am I. That's the the key difference. And Renee Dembo usually does this presentation. She's not available today. She's with People's Church East, down in um, the Cincinnati area. She has this amazing story that she shares, and she always tells people, every time you see a request for a good or service, that's really a cry for community. I have a social network. If I needed a twin bed for my son, I could lean on my family and my church and my friends who have the resources. Most of the families we're serving are in isolation. And so when you see a request for a physical good or service, it's because there was no other community to go to. And there's a vacuous hole there that we as the church have the opportunity to step into. And so Renee had a request for a young lady uh, who was 17. She was aging out of foster care. She had been there for about 10 years. No fault of her own and she at the time she was aging out she was expecting her own child and the statistics for her are not good (laughs) Uh, a young lady who ages out of foster care pregnant is not likely to finish her high school degree let alone ever go to college she's very very likely to be trafficked or end up facing homelessness Um, also a very high percentage of those children The the babies who are born are gonna go back into foster care because mom doesn't have what she needs to be able to be a safe parent. And so Renee got a request for a crib for this mom who's aging out of care. And all she thought was, I have a crib, I can take it to her. Well, when she got there, she found that this young lady, whose name is Makisha was dying for community. And she started talking to the ladies who came on that connection. I don't even know how to baby proof an apartment. Can you show me how to do that? And then they determined, you don't have near enough stuff to bring home a baby. (laughs) You need a baby shower. So the church helped her create a registry so they could throw her a baby shower. And then she started texting Renee and asking her questions like, you would ask your mom, you know, when I turn and I feel this, does this hurt the baby? Should I be worried about this? Someone told me that if I put my arms over my head while I'm asleep, that the baby's cord is going to wrap around their neck and they're going to die. Is that true? And so Renee is having all these conversations with her. Macasia radically surrenders her life to the Lord in the middle of this. And she gets reunited with her grandmother, who also surrenders her life to the Lord in the middle of all this. Renee ended up becoming the godmother to Macasia's little baby boy. She was there when he was born. She held him when he was dedicated at his church. Um, She actually just got to photograph Macasia's wedding. Macasia has maintained for four years, five years. She has been doing an amazing job. She's uh, she's going to school. She actually just married the outreach pastor at her local church. I like to call it the care portal fairy tale. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, right? But all of that happened. And the generational cycle of one child after another, after another, going into foster care ended because a piece of technology told a church, there's a young lady who needs a crib and someone had one and was willing to help. And so we get to be a part of these magnificent scenarios that God lines up for us and a piece of technology makes the connection. So that's all I'm going to tell you because I'm sure you have lots of questions at this point. So, And if you don't, then I'll just keep talking because I could do this all day. <laughs> so, Terry, do we have any,
1: any questions? So this is something that you have gone into the Job and Family Services in the counties, and they've been taught how to use this, and they're using it. And... Right. So in Ohio, so, we're active in five counties. Uh-huh. Fairfield County, uh, which is like Pickerington, Lancaster area. Um, Hamilton County, which is Cincinnati. Montgomery County, which is Dayton. Warren County. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm missing somebody. That's with a local school district. Yes. Um, Ashland County Washington just County. launched. Yes. Knox County is launching yes. um, right now.
1: This, yep. Yes. They're desperate. They're yes. Desperate.
0: Some of them, quite, quite honestly, some of them are a little nervous about working with the church because some church people have given us a black eye in the past, right? Just in, in general. So there's a, a trust building piece of that. Um, sometimes it's just nervousness about that. Sometimes they're concerned about what the cost might be, the agency cost to, to get enrolled. Um, you know, those are all questions that I deal with all of that. But I never want to go to an agency and say, hey, we have an awesome tool, but I don't have any churches yet. So (laughs) I like to build the church side first and then go approach the agencies. But from a state level, they want us to go, they would like us to be in all 88 counties by the end of 2023.
1: So if we know a caseworker or someone that's in that department and we have your email,
0: I can share that with person is that okay to do yeah Say, sure hey, I, I learned about this awesome you tool. can send them the how it works yeah, video okay mm-hmm. here's a
1: video and here's an email of, mm-hmm. of a contact person so and, yeah. I'm in Hardin County and we don't okay we're not was I know we're going to do but yes, we need to be yeah big time but um so that would be appropriate I guess as
0: well. absolutely okay. and then the process we're actually building in Columbus right now um for the greater Columbus area um, we're, we're really focused on that. And so the process looks like then we need to find someone who can talk to churches and talk to the agency and build because you have to have a balance of requests and responders. Right. And there is some financial component involved in this. How do we cover the cost of, the, of using the platform and the technology, the ministry? You know, and so we will talk through all that. That's all my space. Um, but we want to equip local leaders to lead in their local county. Um, They don't really need to know me. Uh, I actually oversee a lot of states, and so not every county needs to just reach out to me. They need to reach out to the guy down the street who's local to them. And so that's what we would look for is who wants to lead efforts in your county, and then what churches want to respond, what agencies want to put in requests. And again, the agencies can be children's services. They can be local schools. We've got stories with that. You know, we've had... um, We had a request back in when the pandemic started, this family had a fire and everything was destroyed. They lost their home and the homeless shelters were closed because of the pandemic. And so a caseworker literally called and said, if I don't find someone who can at least put this family in a hotel for the weekend by five o'clock today, these five children are going into foster care. Can you imagine the trauma? You just lost your house and you got put in foster care? Like, It was so easy. And, you know, it took just a couple hours to to get all the arrangements made. And then over the weekend, they were able to contact family in Toledo. And they were able to make arrangements for the family to go and to stay with with their relatives in Toledo. So those children never had to go into foster care because the county had just a simple ability to say, we need some help and we need it right now. (laughs) What
1: other counties are represented? Not that I'm work out Okay, perfect. Awesome. Belmont so, Okay. Pickaway County. Love it. I'm a Taze Valley girl. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And I personally live in Fairfield County. Okay. Go to
0: church in Pickaway okay. Okay, So all of that would be greater. So Delaware and Pickaway, yeah. you're Greater Columbus. Kelly is your contact person. If you want to it's get started, Belmont, Pickway, she can also talk girl, to your counties girl. too. Girl. Okay.
1: And because um, Ohio is state administered but county run, every county decides on their own. Right? And so that's. Every, do,
0: yes, every prosecuting does. attorney every reviews it. <laughs> something slightly different. Yeah. So,
1: um, right? Some counties license their own foster parents, some counties don't. Some counties have this rule and some counties don't, right? And so everybody's different. And so it's not just a one, hey, Ohio, we want all your counties to do this. It's, hey, Fairfield County, hey, Pickaway County, hey, Columbia. Right, and that's a lot of manpower yep. and time and a lot of people. And yes, then they have yep. to go to the, pros- the prosecutor, which always blows my mind. Okay. Sir Columbia Carol. Lorraine. Lorraine. Pickway. Pickway. Perfect.
0: One other thing that I didn't tell you, um, we used to go to... When we would go into like an urban area especially this would happen to us in the urban core pastors would say huh i don't need to know about any more needs thank you very much like i have more than enough needs in my own congregation so our tool actually allows a pastor in that situation who's already working with a lot of other people already has families in need of his own to share his own needs using our platform with his technology. And if the need centers around a child, we can share that out to our broader community so that other churches can help that pastor as he's caring for his own too. That's new. That, Isn't something that we've always been able to do. So if you've ever heard about Care Portal before, you probably haven't heard about church entered needs. But if you're in a county where we're not active, you could enroll your church today at careportal.org and you could set up a team and start using church entered needs yourself for free. There's no cost for that. We just want to help. Yeah,
1: so you just go to get involved, click on church leaders, and it's going to populate a whole bunch of videos, right? Stuff that you can watch, stuff you can fill out. Um, and you can enroll. Um, actually, I have a couple churches that have enrolled. Their counties aren't active yet, but you can enroll. Like Janelle said, start using church under needs, um, and and be ready to go. So when when we have those high level conversations with the state, we can go back to the system and say, well, we have three churches enrolled in Columbia County. They're ready. Are you ready? Let's go, you know. Let's let's try a request and see what happens. Um, you just enter your zip code. So I'll enter, enter mine um, and submit, and then it'll bring up right. So if you're enrolling and you're like, oh. Well, there's my church. I didn't even know they were enrolled. Sometimes that happens, right, with big churches where stuff isn't. Go, can you enter a zip code? Yeah, I'd they love to. Us. Yep, what's your zip code? 44657. Four, 44657. Oh, no, yeah, no, nothing there. Is that, did I talk, did I email you? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you're in the system, I promise. I think you're just still pending, so that's yeah. probably why it doesn't show active. Yeah, so. so that means um, no other churches. They have not. No, right in your county, um, obviously, probably, I mean, maybe they're aware, but we have not had any discussions with them. But we're we're hoping that that conversation is coming, that we can really yep. start to push forward. We're any working on a lot of this. Before we,
0: when it hits share, does it give all the information? Like when you clicked yes, I can help. They can also see that, and they can see the checklist that when right. you share that.
1: Right, right. Of all the all the needs that are listed there. yeah, and the story that comes along with it. Stories,
0: important. So the counties where there's no connection with the local job and family services, unless a church is entering them or there is another agency that's entering them, there aren't any needs that's right down from. Correct. Right. So you're looking at something more of a grassroots effort. Correct. Getting from churches and organizations together. That's yep. To and be able care. To upload those needs and be aware of them. That's the idea. That's correct. Yes. Care Portal really isn't that old. We're, we just crossed the six year anniversary for our birthday for Care Portal in general, five years in Ohio. And guys, let me tell you, this is not intimidating and it's not that hard. I actually learned about Care Portal. My husband and I were called to adopt. It took seven years for that to fall through, but in the process of that, I went to the Christian Alliance for Orphans Conference, which by the way, this year is in Cincinnati. Yay. Um, Yes. So that is everybody from all kinds of Christian ministries all over the world. If you care about vulnerable kids in any way, if you're working with survivors of human trafficking, if you're adopting, if you have a lot of foster kids in your church, if you have a church that is doing absolutely nothing and they should be doing something, that's the place you want to go um, to learn from experts from everywhere. It's fantastic. So I went to that in Chicago. I learned about this ministry called Go Exchange, which was Uh, selling beautiful items made in Haiti and East Africa so that we were able to provide living wages for those mamas to break the orphan cycle through commerce. That's now an apparel company. (laughs) I signed up to represent them in Ohio. So I was selling the beautiful stuff that was made in Haiti, sharing their stories. And I heard on my very first conference call with that, I heard about this ministry that they were experimenting with called Care Portal because it's the same parent ministry. Global Orphan Project has go exchange and they have care portal. So I got excited. I called Terry and said, if this works in Texas, we have got to bring it to Ohio. And she's like, okay, whatever you say." Um, and so the next year CAFO was in Nashville. And so we loaded up a group from our church. Um, we had a foster, a foster adopt, um, support group at our church that Terry and I were co-leading. So we filled up the church van. Church pastor is literally trapped behind me in the back seat, which was unfortunate for him. And I told him about care portal all the way down there. We got there. I came up to Adrian Lewis and he put out his hand and he said, hi, I'm Adrian Lewis. And I said, yes, I know exactly who you are. I've been dying to meet you. My name is Janelle Shelton. And if you want to bring care portal to Ohio, I know the right people to bring you there. And I'm going to bring them all to you today because they've been trapped in a church van with me. I to do Ohio to Nashville, Tennessee. And Terry was a foster mom. She knew the agency. My pastor had made a point of having our church reach out to our foster agency. I had the first church that was willing to go, that was willing to lead. Um, and I brought him several others. But now the other part of the story that I just have to tell you is that um, for those of you who are hearing this recording and not looking at me, I actually am visually impaired. And so I was standing there with my white cane, having this conversation with Adrian. And I said, now, when my pastor comes to you, I'm going to get out of the way and you're going to do all the talking. He knows who you are. I've told him about you, but he's hearing impaired and he needs to read your lips. So I got to back out. And so Adrian went back to his hotel that night, called his wife and said, so I think we're going to Ohio. And the charge is being led by a blind woman with a deaf pastor. <laughs> and she said, go God. <laughs> and here we are.
1: So here's our, so you can see the, the, on their map, the states that are lit up orange are states that have the active care portal, how many kids we've served across it, the, um, the country, across country in Canada. I think they're mixed in there. Uh, the financial impact, right, because we track each re- request that puts in, right, because that's important to agencies too. They want to know what, what the kickback is for them and then how many churches in the United States are using Care Portal. So,
0: And that's updated every single day, so yeah. that number so changes. Click
1: on the state, does it tell you how many? Yep. It does.
0: We can actually even go down to the county level, and then when you build a church page for your your congregation, you can even keep track of your local church stats, which is wonderful for newsletters, and your pastor will be very thankful. (laughs) Our
1: kids in Ohio are economic impact. We're really close to that million dollar. And then how many churches in Ohio, right? Think about how many churches are in Ohio and only 56 are using. two hundred and eighty. Right. Yeah. So we got
0: some work to do. There that's are cool. 2,200 yeah. churches in, in Columbus alone. So our goal would be to get 10% of churches active in every county. Mm-hmm. And that could make a huge difference in our child welfare state, right? In, in everything that's happening there. Um, one other thing I should just tell you is Care Portal is very collaborative. We work with agency partners, but we also work with other ministries who are already doing fantastic things. So Promise 686 in Georgia was building care communities around foster parents. They asked if they could use our technology to help meet needs that were coming their way. The answer is yes. Fostering Family Ministries is doing that in Ohio. Coalition of Care is doing that in Ohio. So we're not here to compete. We're here to collaborate. We're here to build an ecosystem and unite the church to care for kids in crisis. And that is Care Portal in a nutshell. I know we're probably right about yeah, right time. time. Yep. I'm going to let you guys go. Okay. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you have our email, so feel free to continue this conversation, right? We're, we're open to uh, students, so and we're coming to you, right? If, I mean, we can go out in public and have coffee or lunch or whatever. That's
0: right. So. <laughs> so the more churches that you get to be involved and say they want to be involved, the more likely you'll get that county on board. That's right. Yep. we can go so to a county if and say, hey, come we have speak churches. in our communities and we can get our churches involved, the more likely you'll get a county. That's name. right. We do it in a heartbeat, yep. That, that's what I was going to ask. Yep. How do we get you have our cards, so. so just contact yeah. Yep. Is that, is, so that is a possibility. You can go on tour, let's say. <laughs> yes. I used to tour as a singer, but I'm happy to do this now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and we can do this virtually.
1: are great for us too right like I said it's not very old and we're still just how uh, would we make that connection just give me an email um and if you like if you have a connection to someone there just include my email on it and say hey guys I heard Terry speak at Synergy wanted to connect the two of you and then I can take it from there and say hey I'd love to have a zoom call or you know it's so weird now like are you still zooming or do you want to (laughs) do or what do you want to do so and coming from somebody who is giving us that connection is huge like I can cold call so many people, send out right. so many emails. I don't get responses. Right. But if somebody says, "Hey, this is my friend, yeah. and she's doing this," yes. they're like, "Oh, hey, let me come." Especially and on the church safe. side, right? Yeah. From pastor to pastor, right? I can cold mm-hmm. call a pastor and be like, oh, "I got this great ministry tool," and they're like, "Ah, oh, okay, yeah, well, I got these forty other things." But if a pastor calls another pastor. And says, hey, we just heard about this great ministry, so we're going yeah. to implement it. Then that pastor is more likely so, to,
0: to take it. Sometimes care. we do like a pastor's breakfast and yeah. bring them together. Sometimes you might have a ministerial association who already meets together and they'll give us five minutes. Right. We can do this in five minutes. <laughs> it's not it's easy. Awesome. <laughs> um, so that is a yes and no answer Um, if your church is working through an implementing partner, so another bridge ministry that uses care portal as a tool to help facilitate their ministry, they may ask you to help offset their costs, um, because there is a cost for the bridge ministry to participate. Um, but we will always activate a church, even if they're not able to financially contribute. Um, sometimes we'll ask for just a best offering. Um, so some implementers don't want churches to have to pay and to meet needs both, and so some will ask for money to to help offset their costs, and some won't. Mm-hmm. What is the cost? For an implementing partner, so here we're talking about a bridge ministry care. Just um, you just it turned off. it off. Okay. So Sorry. in the future, careportal.org/pricing will lay this out for you. For agency partners, we have different funding structures depending on the type of agency that we're working with. So whether that be school requesters or nonprofits or child services, and that's broken down by county size and and revenue and different things like that. On the church side, if we're working with an implementing partner, so that's your bridge ministry that says, I'm working with churches and we we want to use this tool to serve more kids. We're going to charge them. For up to 10 churches, it's $249 a month. And then every church after thats twenty-four ninety a month. And so as they increase, their bill goes up just a little bit every month. If they pour everything they have into a church and a church just won't respond and they deactivate them, we reduce their bill. So... Um, that's basically what that looks like. Uh, more than half of our funding actually comes from private donors and sponsors and grants. So if you know a business person who says, I will pay for this for my county so that this whole money conversation is not, an, not a thing, send them my way. I'd love to talk to those people. Um, but it, some of our implementers don't want agencies to pay. And so they work really hard to raise extra money so they can gift everything to their agency. Not everybody does that. So some of those are, are local decisions that I'll coach you through, but I can't dictate. Yeah. Great
1: question. Well, thanks, y'all. Thank Have a great you. rest of your afternoon. Yeah, hopefully you get some more good stuff. All right. So it sounds like the next step for any of these is to email one of you. That's you great. got it. How does the that are needy in the community know about how do we how do they, they would know only them? know if they were interacting with a child serving agency that we have partnered with So it would be like a
0: local job and family. yes yeah job right. and family services yes. knows we exist yes. they see a need and they say family right. would you mind if i ask local churches right. to participate After in this job family
1: We've already gone through there right so we know that they have resources yeah. we do there are government funding streams we want them to use those, but we also know there are barriers and there's time but family services doesn't have a supply of beds. The church can provide that, right? So these, that's where that. These are vetted needs. This is not a family who's going to come to you and say, "Oh, we're down on our luck," right? Because we know the story of that, right? So many families come to the church over and over and over and over again. Sometimes we get burned and worn out. These are vetted needs. We have gone to the case workers and said, "This is this is how you enter a need. This is what it's a good yep. need, right." So the family never knows we exist until they
2: intersect with that. And if
0: or it can also be another entity like the uh, care. Right. right. Or, you know, somebody right. agent is yeah. So yeah. You know, your work and be telling them people. Yeah.
1: Right. They That's everybody. what I'm saying. How do they know the people? How do so, they know you guys exist? So at until so they're connected with one of the agencies we're connected with. They they or schools, so, like right. schools, you know, the the uh social worker at the school or the nurse or the principal and say, hey, I have a child, he's not coming to school very often, or he's not paying attention in class, we found out he doesn't have a bed. We're like,
0: okay, we can do that. that. Yeah, Yeah. and then we coach our churches that if a family self-identifies more needs when you are connecting with them, if the Holy Spirit says, meet more needs, go for it. If the Holy Spirit says, eh, not sure about that, or you feel something along that in your spirit that feels not so sure, then you go back to the person who submitted the request. Hey, caseworker, you know this family better than I do, what do you feel of yeah, should, is this legit or not? Should right. we, continue sure, to, we continue to to go so above and beyond?
1: are no, we, yep. something that the agency is trying to
0: work We're actually partnered with Aetna as the in the health Yeah, in, in so Kentucky in. as the healthcare provider for kids in foster care. So yeah. the Southeast conversation is gonna be really similar to the Aetna conversation. Yeah. There, you know, you gotta talk about HIPAA and all that. Again, we're the right people. Yes. <laughs> <So we're laughs>
1: Thank <sighs> you.